0: The governor, you need to do something. (laughs) I am. um, You need to sleep with him. Give him the greatest night of his life. Get him to drop his guard. Then when he's sleeping, you can end this.
1: Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason
2: and I'm Karen. This
1: is the Walking Dead cast, episode 94. And the
2: countdown to 100 begins.
1: Yeah, give us your ideas. What do you want us to do for episode 100? The Talking Dead guys did uh, a live call in show, so maybe we could do that. Maybe we could.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I think whatever we do has to involve um, beer and cake.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll do a regular show, then we'll have beer and cake after. <laughs> um, so I want to start out by playing this one voicemail that we got that I, I liked a lot, so I just want to play it right off the bat. Do it, man. Here it goes.
3: Hey, guys. This is Matt from San Francisco, and I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, fuckety fuck fuck, thank you for having a couple of interviews on top of the normal podcast. I feel thoroughly satisfied and can now ride the wave until the next episode on Sunday without going into withdrawal. So thank you, thank you, fuckety fuck fuck. Thank
1: you. <laughs> That's very elo- eloquent. Fucky fuck, fuck. You're Thank welcome. You. Fuck. <laughs> they, it sounds like they teach that in speech class or something. <laughs> That's how you end. Um, so I hope you guys liked our interviews. We had Nicole Beatty and Stephen Yun since last week. And I uh, had fun with both of those. We're supposed to interview Lori, um, Holden, Holden tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Please, Andrea. And, uh, I asked for questions and as I thought, I got some pretty rude ones, but some also some intelligent ones. Good, good. So I think we won't ask the rude ones.
2: I can guess what they are.
1: Joe 2 said, why are you trying so hard to make me hate you? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I mean... uh, Especially after this episode, I, I was I I've I've always thought that she p- was playing a real character and I understood her, but even more so this one. But we'll get into it. Yeah, we sure will. Um, in case you didn't hear our Stephen Young interview, here's a short clip. Yeah,
3: I'm a raging a-hole now. <laughs> just a, I'm just a
1: <laughs> giant dick. So that was fun.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that was basically the gist of it. <laughs> You look surprised. Do you not remember him saying
2: no, that? No, I don't. Wait, I blocked. <laughs> when we that.
1: asked him if uh, he changed much since we talked to him last, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're like, what the
2: hell? <laughs> that's not true. That's Stop not true. Don't that. say
1: that. Who's that's an impersonator. <laughs> Um,
2: <laughs> You're not my Glen.
1: And then, uh, just be, since I'm playing clips, I made a little soundbite of something you said in our last regular episode Uh-oh. that I thought this might be a good candidate f- for a new ending since we've been using the same ending for a long time. Here it is. You know what? Fuck it. Get bit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Did
2: I actually that say could that? be the
1: last episode, <laughs> or the very last episode <laughs> that we ever do
2: supposed to i don't
1: know you're looking really shocked at these as if Again. you weren't here for them.
2: <laughs> you just said
1: it when, for out of the blue i don't i was shocked do you
2: think i, I, I listen to what like, i say Karen, god
1: we're recording <laughs> um and then finally before we get started uh we're uh, this Comic Con meetup that I mentioned last week is crystallizing. So we're going to be working with Eric and James of the Walker Stalkers. I don't know if you guys have heard of them yet, but you probably will because they're a new uh, Walking Dead podcast and they've been around for like three months. But they're just lighting it on fire. They're mm-hmm. interviewing cast members. They're they've got their T-shirts. They're um, uh, you know throwing events and things like that. And they and they're really enthusiastic. They kind of remind me probably more of Jay and Jack than any of the other ones I've heard. I don't know about that for sure, but anyways, definitely check them out. And, uh, so I'm going to be going, you know, we're, we're going to have a meetup at a bar offsite, not actually in comic con. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we'll probably have some kind of contest and we're trying to get members of the cast to show up. So hopefully we'll have cast members for you guys to interact with and fun stuff like that. Um, I'm hoping that I can Skype you in, Karen, because you're going to be on an exciting adventure
2: to Israel, Israel, which is really cool. But at least
1: for part of it, hopefully you can wake up or whatever time zone difference it is. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and Skype in and say hello hello to people. That would be fun.
1: And Eric and James said that they would buy us all beer, open bar. (gasps) Oh. I no, I'm just kidding about that. I just want to say, <laughs> uh, if they're listening to be like, "What?"
4: What? We did what <laughs> Hi <now>? guys. <laughs>
1: this is the kind of thing we do on the walking deck. Um no, no open bar. You're going to have to buy all the beer, but it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm totally looking forward to it. So, just stay tuned for more details on that. And if you're planning on um, going to Comic-Con, just come to this. You're going to you're going to have a good time.
2: Even if you're not going to Comic-Con, just come to this.
1: I'm not going to be at Comic-Con. I'm just going to be down there to do this and do The Walking Dead Escape.
2: You're going to do The Walking Dead Escape yeah, this year. Yeah, Eric and
1: I are going to do it again. And oh, I'm going to um, train this time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah.
2: Die. Are you going to use Zombie Run? You should totally use Zombie Run oh, train with. Oh, I should, huh? mm-hmm. Yeah, get that on your... All right, own.
1: if we can get them to sponsor us, I will. <laughs>
2: yes, we should totally get them to sponsor <laughs> totally. us.
1: Okay, let's move it right along. Let's do it. Attention, shoppers. DeadCast Top 5
3: in 5, 4,
1: 3, 2. it's DeadCast Top 5. This week it's a Top 5 highlights for Season 3, Episode 11, I Ain't No Judas. That's Mm -hmm. what it was called, right?
2: I Ain't A-Judas.
1: I Ain't A-Judas. Why Mm -hmm. is it called that? i ain't a judas who ain't a judas i don't
2: know they didn't they didn't say that line anytime yeah, i was didn't, look, i, I was, didn't see it yeah. i was listening for it but yeah, people uh,
1: were guessing who was gonna say it
2: could refer to a lot of different
1: mm, people the baby this, this judith was,
2: yeah
1: i ain't a judith
2: <laughs> i ain't a judith <laughs> i'm a little kick ass <laughs> oh,
1: <that's good>
2: <laughs> yeah. i don't
1: know in general so what'd you think
2: I thought that it was about just below. I thought it was. Let me tell you, four point four nine seven three mm-hmm. brains out of five. That's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so a really it, huh? strong episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I felt that um, of the last three, this one was the strongest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I liked it a lot.
1: What happened last week?
2: Uh, last Darryl week it off. was a yeah, lot you
1: of. You I think I might have
2: too. Last week was the yeah. uh, the Trojan zombie van.
1: I gave it a 4.3 GAX. So um, yeah, and I think last week was 4.172 mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I liked it too. Some people were saying it was too slow. I have always said I like when the show is dynamic and the, it's punctuated by action. Right. And I think this is a perfect example. If if there's going to be sl- slow or quieter episodes, this is what I want because it was good. I, I was totally into it. Yep. There were a lot of conversations that people were kind of waiting for happen and they did and like they with, did. between Michonne and Andrea and there were some cool interesting conversations like between Merle and uh, Herschel that nobody probably even thought of. But hilarious. Were yeah.
2: Yeah I mean so good the, stuff. Michonne actually was involved in a conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean that right there. Yeah, that's
1: what happens when things Plus. slow down. Um, and also you know some people were complaining that not enough really happened or changed. I don't know if I agree with that or not but I think what I mean, is really big in this episode for me, anyway, is that Andrea reunited with everybody else. Right. That's a, I mean, it's a big development. Yeah. Like I was waiting to see how that would go, and I was pretty satisfied with how it went. So yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that I was, was too. enough for me
1: to like the episode, whether or not. I mean, I hate when people just rate a piece of uh, of fiction or whatever, comics or whatever, by whether or not they advance the story, because. It's also just about enjoying the storytelling, you know what right. I mean? Not just we didn't get anywhere or we didn't find out any m- mysteries like on Lost or something, right? It's not, all, yeah. So anyway,
2: yeah, and and some of my favorite episodes of Lost one was when they didn't Nothing advance. Happened, Nothing yeah. happened really. It was just, yeah, I like, could,
1: uh, yeah. The two- uh, uh, the Got Berry Live.
2: Exactly. exactly. Uh, Nikki and Paolo. Nikki <clears throat> and Paolo. Yeah. So, um, how so about we launch into our top You go five? first. Okay. So, I've been this whole time. so, my number five, let's start down the bottom. Andrea and Milton in the woods creating the zombie pet. <laughs> I just love that. I love that. You know, at first I thought, are, are they just going to, you know, both set out together and then axe a couple zombies? But wait, no, they're not killing this guy. They're creating a zombie pet. Mm. I love that whole segment. Um, I loved um, Milton's duct tape jacket. Uh, His arms were duct tape. I love that they... Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. In fact... Duct
1: tape, you know, also... um, Merle was duct taping his uh, blade to his hand. This
2: week's episode and was brought to you by I duct noticed tape. I
1: that there was duct tape on Herschel's uh, crutches to <laughs> make <laughs> yeah. sure his armpits don't get sore. Yes. It's the unsung hero of the show.
2: Do you need to attach your uh, blade to your stumpy arm piece? Use yeah. duct tape.
1: And if they don't want to be too cruel to those zombies when they're finished using them as pets, I can duct tape their arms back on
2: that would be nice for that. them or their jaws. Re- re- <laughs> yeah. jaws. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed that whole episode um, because uh, it was so unusual and I also liked um it, In fact, I made the zombie kill of the week. The zombie um, pet Name. creation of the week mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love the fact That they meet up with Tyrese's group mm. And uh, that was kind of Unexpected and then they invited Tyrese's group over to Woodbury which I thought Was br- a little brilliant piece of Storytelling and Tyrese says to Andrea do you need Any help and she's like nope I'm good I'm just gonna take my little zombie pet For a little walk yeah I'm that's fine. what
1: I liked That yeah Tyrese yeah he's Like do you need help and she's she the way yeah, she Said it I'm nope good. I've got my lucky charm here, or whatever it was. <laughs>
2: right. Like, I got, she's I got a badass. My pet.
1: But so I I like that whole scene too. I, I liked also because Tyrese had his hammer and he uses that a lot in the comics. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a comic geek oh, out that's moment. Nice. <laughs> but uh, as far as using the zombie pet, I, I felt like it's a little dubious because at least with Michonne, she had a hood over her head, and she, and she had trained them to be more docile so she could kind of walk among them. And so, you know, it, it seemed a little more, a less obtrusive, but with Andrew, she's got him on a stick and he's going, ar, ar. it's like when you're walking by zombies and they see that it, it, it would probably stir them up, you know, yeah. and not keep them away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think she quite got the point of what Michonne was doing there.
2: Right, right. Mm. And and honestly, I mean, she was she was uh, beautifully clean and well quaffed. Yeah, but she could have smelly. smeared some uh, of his gunk Michonne on her. But I think Michonne
1: did that. I think Michonne's whole deal was just, I guess... Having them near her might mask her smell too, or something.
2: Often they were—they seemed like they were on either side of her. Mm -hmm. So she was sort of in the middle. She's one of the crowd. It was like a zombie sandwich.
1: The same. Mm -hmm. It was like somebody tried to replicate like when okay when i went to thailand Mm -hmm. and i ordered a pizza big mistake because it's um, basically american food right and it seemed like they just saw a picture of a pizza and got whatever colored items they had that kind of matched up with that and made it in the same shape
4: it is exactly
2: (laughs) like that
1: (laughs) and it was about as tasty as you might imagine good thai food there surprisingly enough (laughs) um and then there's something else about that scene yeah yeah okay Uh, let's move on so my number five is that um i love that merle found religion (laughs) (laughs) and and
2: that he loves libraries
1: yeah he was who knew he he was able to finish uh herschel's bible quote it's like oh i I wanted them to have like a quote off oh yeah what about this one (laughs) um but uh it what was really interesting is yeah that he said woodbury had a damn fine library which makes me think they're suggesting that he wasn't that religious before and it's all this stuff that's been happening maybe that made him get into it
2: maybe but i have a hard time believing that he would be able to quote um a chapter and verse in um that short period but unless he's a really quick bible study but maybe
1: yeah, well, that's a whole different point about whether he could read all that much. But he, but his answer was Woodbury had a fine library, which means that he read it in Woodbury, right? So it makes me wonder, okay, if, if he's made a point to say that he read it in Woodbury, does that mean that he wasn't reading Bible before Woodbury, you know? Or did he just say that and he was lying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Anyways, it just made me wonder, okay, what's his uh, history with religion? Did he just, you know, decide, uh, is he trying to turn over a new leaf too? Because that's sort of something you're wondering about Merle this episode since he was being very um, helpful and... trying trying to make amends and and all that. I don't
2: know. I still don't trust him. No,
1: me neither. But I think that Mm -hmm. was sort of a theme with him, trying to make it seem like, oh, there's more to him than meets the eye.
2: Especially since he's duct taping on his blade again.
1: It it is a little, it's like, okay, right. You were so into catching Maggie and uh, Glenn and torturing him and trying to do whatever it took to get the governor. And now he's saying, oh, the only thing I miss about Woodbury's library, I hated it there. It's like, come on, you were totally into it. <laughs> That's what it looks yep, like <laughs> yep. But maybe he just needs a group of people And he'll do whatever it takes To, to be in their good graces We'll see
2: We shall see Alright, my number four is um, Carol's conversation to Andrea <laughs> <laughs> Which we talked about uh, before we started before recording. We started recording. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, basically telling Andrea, you kind of you need to pull a Mata Hari and uh, give him the best night of his life and then kill his ass. <laughs> you can end this. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. And I, people were questioning, OK, why did uh, they just let Andrea go back to Woodbury? I wonder if they were hoping she would do what Carol said or was that just between Carol and Andrea, you know? I don't know, but cuz Rick did say if you can, you know, help us figure out a way to get in there and Andrea was saying no and Rick just said, "Fine, I don't want to, and I don't need to talk to you anymore." And then Andrea said there's innocent people there but he wouldn't listen. So, I don't know, maybe they just didn't care what she did.
2: Are they the kind of people that would keep somebody against their will?
1: Well, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) They wouldn't.
2: (laughs) They would. They kick people out at the drop of a hat. They kicked Mm. out Tyrese's group, which I think was dumb.
1: That's true. Yeah, Um, that's a good point.
2: And then I also like Carol's conversation to Daryl about not uh, letting your brother bring you down. So, um, Mm -hmm. dear uh, Walking Dead writers, thank you for making Carol awesome this year. Love, Karen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a good uh, listener email about her later on. Oh, good. Um. So my number four is their codependency, which I talked about a little bit with um, Nicole Be- Beattie. Do you know about codependency? It, it, it In uh, Wikipedia, it says it's a psychological condition or relationship in which a person is controlled or manipulated by another who is affected with a pathological condition, typically narcissism or drug addiction. Know right. About that at yeah, all? yeah, yeah. Okay, so th- one of the leading... Um, figures in like self-help related to codependency is melody Beatty. that's nicole Beatty's mom oh no kidding <laughs> yeah. which is why i accidentally called nicole melody at one point but anyways oh. um and i think i don't know nicole really she's very you can tell she's very proud of her mom mm-hmm. and the work that she's done and i wonder if some of that bleeds into the scripts because of that or maybe not but i see it like ed and um and carol had a codependent relationship uh-huh. Uh, Merle and Daryl do, mm-hmm. and I think you could say Andrea and the Governor have elements of that. Right, you know, he's a, definitely a narcissist, and and I I I never buy that she's fully even though this episode she made a case that she's just trying to make peace and maybe she didn't kill the governor at the end because partly because she just didn't think that was the best way i i think there's still a part of it where she's attracted to his power oh, yeah absolutely
2: right? absolutely i don't know how co it is though because i don't think he feels for her the same thing she feels for him
1: well that's what it is codependent is when there's one person who's controlled or manipulated by another who's a narcissist or has a drug addiction oh, so okay. there's one person who's very needy and yeah just make the other person the center of their world right that's codependent sounds like it's equal but it it's actually the opposite of okay equal. okay <laughs> yeah 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 so anyway
2: interesting okay. hmm, I like it uh, my number three Teresa's group to Woodbury um I didn't see that coming and I think it puts an interesting spin on it I don't think I, I haven't read the comics so I don't know if that's uh, as it is in the comic which one? Tyrese's group Going oh, to Woodbury
1: No not at all
2: So it's kind of A surprising yeah, little twist I like who it People
1: re- who are Into the comic Are like No what This is not right Oh really <laughs> Well they like They don't dislike it But they're like This is not right
2: I love it I think it's great And I love that uh, The governor puts on His friendly act Just like he did When Michonne And Andrea First got there Hey yeah. welcome You know You got nice Comfy beds mm-hmm. And a hot shower Have yourself A nice meal And then when you're Ready to leave Just let us know you know, just hey, think about it overnight. That's totally fine. And mm-hmm. you know that, you know, it's just fun to see him pull on that act again. And it's also funny, um, to see the wheels spinning in his head when he finds out that they were at the prison.
1: I know, and that and Ben and Alan are like, yeah, there was a whack job there. He was crazy, which is from it's true. <laughs> you know it is true, and I think. It, I'm not sure, but I think during that scene they mentioned that it was Rick. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if this is the first time that uh, the governor has heard the name Rick. Oh. And, you know, he's learning more about, okay, who's behind this group. And um, later on when uh, uh, Andrea comes back to him and he says, uh, was Merle there? Yes. Michonne? Yes. Rick? And she, I, I think she this. looks surprised like... How do you know that? How do you know that name? Maybe that was going on. I'm going to ask her tomorrow if I think of it. But uh, she's like, oh, he's learning more about that. Right. <laughs> she said yes. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he's sizing up
2: mm-hmm. the competition there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can't be good.
1: Um, yeah, that was my number three, Tyrese, and everybody go to Woodbury. And I'm looking forward to seeing. You would imagine that, or I would imagine that over time, Tyrese, excuse me, will learn that the governor's a bad guy and that Rick, as crazy as he is, is probably the better one to be allied with, you'd think. And if that's gonna happen, then I'm interested to see how it will. But the show's pretty good at... Going against your expectations. Rick, who
2: wouldn't shake Tyrese's hand and then yelled at his dead ghost of a wife.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what I would think is that Rick will redeem himself. Yeah, I hope so. But you never know. I mean, I thought Rick and I thought this whole season was going to be about Rick and Lori uh, finding their way back to one another. And it sort of is, but not in the way you think. So that was my number three.
2: <laughs> That's a relationship destined to failure or <laughs> yeah, frustration at least. So.
1: I don't know. Maybe the best way to have a good relationship is if the other person is a hallucination.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> your, your ex on the phone. Your hallucinatory yeah, ex on the phone. You, I love you. I What? What? <laughs> uh, okay. So my number two is um, I love um, this Episode was all about Andrea, yeah, and focus. and 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 Andrea was. She's the middleman, and I like that she was able to go back and forth. We saw her in Woodbury, true, then we yeah. saw her at the prison, then she was really, back in Woodbury. She's moving back and forth. She's t- trying to broker something. Uh, uh, we think and um, <laughs> something yeah and I love that you know when she arrives in the prison uh, Rick doesn't trust her at all maybe she expected a different yeah. kind of welcome and Rick you know throws her against the fence yes. are you alone are you alone
1: my favorite part of that was that the zombie came up on the other side of the fence and clanged against it and she goes <laughs> ah <It's>
4: like, <laughs> if
1: you want to make that situation any worse that's how to do it <laughs> and Rick was like didn't care
2: and he takes her bag from her. They obviously don't
1: the trust her at mm-hmm. all, which
2: is so great. And uh, but There's the a end-
1: little bit from Kirkman later about that in the news section. Oh,
2: good. At the end, you know, he does wish her well and he um, gives her a car and a mm-hmm. gun. And a gun. And so, you know, uh, by the time she leaves Woodbury, she's sort of um, reestablished some um, good standing. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of interesting. I loved her coming there and saying, so Lori, Shane, <laughs>
1: you know, like you mentioned, yeah, this whole episode is focused on Lori. And, I mean, not Lori, Andrea. And, um, especially when she said goodbye to Rick there and they were sort of, it was sort of a nice goodbye, but mm-hmm. still not very satisfying because they still didn't seem, she, she had just said Rick's turned cold and stuff. I was like, she's going to die this episode. That's what I was thinking. It's just like when Dale mm-hmm. had his big episode and then he died. Right. You right. know, and then I, 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 this is actually, I meant to say this in my number one, but I don't care. It's flowing in the conversation right now. Like when Andrea is uh, about to kill the governor I knew that she wouldn't kill the governor because that would ruin the show for the rest of the season. So I thought for damn sure the governor was going to spring up and choke her to death right there. You know?
2: I, you know, and I thought I saw his, his one of his, well, <laughs> the, the, re- of
1: his remain, the
2: remaining eye. I thought I saw the remaining eye uh, open a little. Yeah,
1: he was just peeking, taking a peek. Yeah, was he?
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, that was. You thought that too? Did oh, you, yeah. Did
1: you? Yeah, yeah. i guess i think that was probably the writer's intention huh yeah because they they know that we're becoming accustomed to these kinds of setups Mm -hmm. right before a character death so like this time we won't do it and we'll fuck with them
2: and uh and there she is with a knife and she's all naked and pensive by the window god it was great Mm -hmm. yeah really 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 good
1: um so i my number two is her reaction to the prison um which is kind of what you were mm-hmm. you were st- starting to hit on there that she was just so amazed. Uh, first of all, she's all clean and nice, and yeah. she's been so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You guys live here?" <laughs> and they're like, yeah. "Yeah." And they're all dirty and and <laughs> sad looking, and Carl's like this machine. Yeah, and half of them are dead, and <laughs> Rick's nuts. And she's like, probably thinking, maybe the governor's not so bad, <laughs> you know. And they're like pretty <laughs> fucked up here and then going through a lot of trauma and shane's dead and all that and um
2: but at least she learns the truth i mean yeah. at least when she says "I, uh, you know uh philip told me that you all fired first and oh
1: yes and i yeah i was so glad that he said he lied yeah. And it was straight up. Yep. And also that they you know, they told him, her that he killed Axel. Yep. And she said, I didn't know anything about that. So right. she has no excuse.
2: Right. She knows now the truth. She knows.
1: She knows about the zombie head aquariums. Mm-hmm. She knows that he pit- Philip pitted Merle against Daryl in a fight to the death. Mm-hmm. She knows that he sent Merle to kill Michonne and that she would have been killed too if she'd left. Yep. That he attacked the prison and lied about it. And... That he's now, she probably should know anyway. That he's raising an army to attack her friends, right? So or, he must have a really big one or something. <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
2: Recruiting, recruiting <laughs> asthmatic teenagers and arthritic grannies <laughs> in flowery
1: housecoats. I, I still think that she thinks she can make it all okay.
2: I think she thinks that too, yeah. and she's trying to figure Without out a way to do to it. Kill him. I hope she's smart enough to try to make it, you know, to make it okay in a clever way. I mean, if she did um, shank him uh, after the best night of his life, uh, (laughs) allegedly if she had done that I, I was thinking well you know I don't know that that would have been such a great idea for her future maybe if she had and then she had fled back to the prison
1: right but Like then, what would happen like she just killed him with right. the townspeople especially with the toughest people in the town are so clearly allied with him right the mercenary guys
2: I don't know, you know? that a lot of good would have come from right. just shanking him in his sleep
1: and that might have been what she was thinking yep like uh, uh, I, maybe I not need to be the be, best idea maybe
2: I need a more clever plan right. thanks Carol but you know what? I, I did mean, give him the best night of his life.
1: And yeah, even if her plan was to kill him and get out of Woodbury before anybody noticed, she actually still might do more good being there and yes. trying to engineer something.
2: Thwart in a clever way yeah. and and uh, turn the townspeople, who, who actually genuinely like her, maybe she can uh, turn the townspeople against this whole war.
1: Or she's codependent.
2: <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> that could
1: be part of mm-hmm. it so that was my number one Andrea doesn't kill the governor and everything that went around with that
2: my number one was actually um, the ending with um, Beth singing the Tom Waits song mm. um, and and then it went into Tom Waits singing that song Hold On from Mule Variations uh, David knew right away which album it was from he's a huge Tom Waits when fan when she
1: started singing it? I,
2: I, yeah, he figured it out. At first he was like, I know that song. Mm-hmm. And then he figured out it was that Tom Waits song. It's a beautiful song. And it, it's not I mean, she's sung before. Beth has has sung before and it was
1: gorgeous Once, when she,
2: yeah. yeah, when she sang before. And I like um I'm I'm a sucker for beautiful music and it really affected me and I I just loved it. I thought it was a lovely ending.
1: I like I when she first started singing, I thought, uh, oh, this is a little too similar to when she did it before. It, it seemed like almost the same scene with a different song. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. It was so, I was sort of like, I don't know if this is working. And then the guys started talking over her, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of rude of them. Um, maybe they don't <laughs> care either. <laughs> but then when it shifted into Tom Waits, I like that. And then when Tom, Tom Waits was singing while the, um, Andrea was trying to decide whether to kill the governor. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really effective. It worked
2: really well. Rather
1: than some kind of like eerie music or something, it was more of a weighty. And it was, he's singing, hold on, hold on, which could be what's going through her head. Right. Maybe I should hold on and try to do something else or whatever. Right, Mm. right.
2: Uh, Exactly. Man, it was a good scene.
1: Yeah, that was a good way to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the strong endings can... I mean, this is a good episode, but a really strong ending can make even a not-so-good episode seem a lot better. Right. So, uh, a couple more points. Do you think that they should have run from the prison that night after the governor attacked like Merle said?
2: I was thinking about that. Like, what would have been their, their best move? Um, they were pretty hard to get to the prison, yeah. and where are they going to run to? Right. So, uh, yeah, they could do that. I mean absolutely it's like either but, way
1: is just as good right <laughs>
2: right right they're kind of mm. they're kind of screwed either way so um I don't think it's gonna end well uh, for um, f- I think there's gonna be uh, casualties on both sides yeah,
1: is yeah, what yeah. I'm getting at. no matter what mm-hmm. um I like here's a good line I liked from the governor he's asking Milton how many people they have if they include men and women age 13 and up and Milton's like you mean boys and girls and he's like Adolescence—it's a 20th-century invention. Men and women, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which is kind of telling. So creepy. Yeah. And uh, what else? Let's see. He said, "You go to that prison. You stay there." But then, when she came back, he's like, "Oh, glad you're back."
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's just bullshit. What's the scoop on the prison? False bravado. Give me a little sugar, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. You're naked. All right. All right. You can stay. first night of my life uh, I thought it was I like the curb stomping scene but I thought it was a little convenient that that they were able to find a zombie with a big giant jaw just the right for breaking off <laughs> 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 it was like, that one, that one. <laughs> it was like what happened to his jaw?
2: I didn't know that curb stumping was a thing, by the way. Apparently it's a thing.
1: Well, uh yeah, I guess so. I mean there's an email bad later, I'll wait to talk Oh about good. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so sure. Um and what else? Merle tried to clear the air with Michonne, and Michonne just gave her that nasty stare. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm, a, I would be afraid of Michonne. I mean, she's shown that she'll kill at the drop of a hat. And after what Merle's done, I, if I was him, I would be afraid. I'd lock myself in a cell.
2: And did he see her doing the, um, the one-legged it yeah. uh, push-ups too? she's, she's got all she's kinds scary. of. Yep, she does. I love her though. Yeah. You chose a warm bed over a friend. Yeah, you don't piss off Michonne. She'll come back and screw you over.
1: (laughs) And she said, one more thing. She said that uh, she pointed at Merle and said, or Andrea did, and said he kidnapped and beat Glenn. And I just wondered, how did he know that? She said, isn't he the one who kidnapped you, who beat you? But I don't think she would know that.
2: Andrea said that or Michonne said that? Andrea. Andrea said that. Oh, I don't know.
1: I don't know how she would know that. (laughs) i think that's a error uh and then i loved when carol said to andrea shane uh shane tried to kill rick after she told him that rick killed shane yeah she goes shane tried to kill rick andrea goes shane loved rick carol goes shane loved Lori.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that was a good line that was a really good line yeah shane loved Lori.
1: You got some more.
2: I do. Uh, I've got a weird numbered thing. Did you notice Martinez's Martinez's shirt said twenty three on it? Had a big twenty three on it. No. Remember Shane's necklace was twenty two.
1: Oh.
2: Martinez's Martinez's shirt this said twenty three. Lost. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. it's true. I'm just kidding. I'm just I always yeah. People look for patterns and aren't there. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. know. <laughs> uh, oh and at the very beginning when um when carl was talking to rick um david said to me i vote for, i vote for carl lead <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that would be the next line I, I think you should step down dad and i and i'm taking over and
2: i'm taking over G-
1: can i have your gun please <laughs> i would
2: totally have that guy mm-hmm. as my leader
1: um I noticed when Andrea was leaving the prison, everybody had guns, including Carl and big, like, they rifles and did. heavy ones. That's they... a contrast from the farm when they were, like, arguing whether to give Carl a gun.
2: And, and Michonne now um, carries not just the sword. She also carries she a had... giant automatic mm-hmm. weapon.
1: And I think that's a result of them just having been attacked. Yeah. And then finally, um, Rick and Michonne left. But they just said, we're going on a run yeah so are for they supplies. really going on a
2: run they are did you not watch the next week no oh we'll talk about that yeah, we next will. week okay No, just we'll pretend talk about
1: you didn't hear that we'll talk i mean about i mean that, i the... mean later on in the podcast <laughs> but pretend you didn't hear that spoiler that karen just gave out what <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so that's all i had for this week's episode it's pretty too. good right all yep. right let's move on to some news about the walking dead let's do it if anybody wants to make us a cool sounding, awesome, clever and funny little like clip n- song or whatever for when we do news about The Walking Dead, that'd be awesome, by the way. Yes. Or something like that. I don't know. News thing, <laughs> Really? I don't like, no, See, that's I like why that. I haven't done it. I tried and I <laughs> failed. <laughs> so I said, forget it. Uh, okay. Just a little, a couple little bits and bobs today. This is from an interview with Kirkman on EW.com. They say it was very strange seeing Rick regard Andrea with such suspicion. He says that's something we're doing to remind people of the fact that Andrea really has been away from them for a very long time. She was in the woods with Michonne for longer than she was with Rick and his group. There was a lot of passage of time between seasons and she's been in Woodbury for a while. So because of that time passage, everyone is kind of on edge. I don't think Andrea really knows what to expect from Rick and vice versa. So there you go with that one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we forget that because we're, we're used to seeing them all together. But there was a lot of time that passed that we didn't see. Um, what They say, what was going through Andrea's head as she stood over the governor with a knife? She's. He said, I must kill him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, well, I don't want to give too much away because there's some stuff coming up. I think that she's definitely considering it or she wouldn't have been there. You know, I think killing someone that close up, a human being with a knife, that's, That's one thing that's still sort of a bridge too far for many people in this universe. Not Michonne. (laughs)
2: And you know, what if it didn't work? What if she only got... Uh, what if she only was able to cut a little bit I mean what you have to really be committed to cut somebody's throat and if you're half assed about it
1: then it's like butter <laughs> right then it's delicious
2: <laughs> but then what if he wakes up and he catches her you know and and mm-hmm. um, uh, if there's a struggle between the governor and Andrea I'd say the governor
1: wins but I don't think that's why she's a badass I think she knew she could do it was a it tiny, was an exposed piece of flesh right tiny, there tiny it little does, if pocket if you stuck knife. that knife into someone's jugular They'd be dead. Really? And she knows how to use a knife. I mean, she knows how to get the brain through the skull.
2: Have any of our listeners ever murdered anyone? If so, let us know.
1: Well, Andrea has many times. (laughs) Zombies.
2: Zombies. But they're squishy like butter.
1: (laughs) I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't buy that. I think she knew she could kill him if she wanted to. She's just such a badass. She's like, do you need help uh, running through a field of zombies? No, I got it. Yeah, you know, she knows okay next <laughs> thing this is uh, wizard world uh the, they do comic conventions around the states they did one in portland recently and michael rooker who plays merle and uh was there and he was talking about denai guerrera who plays michonne he said quote she's so nice and pretty i think if merle hates black people he's really reconsidering it after meeting her i mean the sword the attitude they are perfect for each other so they tried to kill each other big deal <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cute
2: oh who hasn't tried to kill her loved one <laughs>
1: mm. this is from an interview with Norman Reedus on amctv.com in case you don't r- realize what I'm doing I just read these interviews and kind of pick out the parts I think are funny or, or informative but you can go back and you know, look up the whole thing if you want. That's why I tell you where you can where it was from. So this is Norman Reedus on AMCTV.com. They asked, Emily Kinney told us about how they worked her skills as a singer into the show. Have any of your off-screen talents been integrated into your character? He says, I can't sing like Emily, but a lot of my characteristics <laughs> are in Daryl. I ride a bike and I'm good at giving people dirty looks. Those <laughs> are his talents. <laughs> impressive yeah Uh, so this is from an interview with dallas roberts who plays milton Mm -hmm. on amctv.com they say milton's quite an egghead did you do anything this is like a total contrast to norman reedus milton is quite an egghead did you do anything especially geeky to prepare to play him hit up some trivia nights sit on some graduate school seminars He says, I was the guy literally in the chess club who decided to wear a bow tie for the last two years of high school. So I obviously wasn't trying to get the ladies. I understand that part of Milton. (laughs) 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 They say, is there any rivalry between the Woodbury actors and the prison gang? He says the early episodes are either highly prison or highly Woodbury centric. It's rare that those two locations would work on the same day. I don't think I met Andrew Lincoln or Norman Reedus until episode eight, but we started to write letters to each other on the makeup mirrors. <laughs> Lori would write, like, Woodbury's great, or what are you guys doing, or Woodbury rules. And then the next day, Andrew would write back something like, We're coming to kill you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's I love great. That. <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah, I also want to know from Lori what it was like to have to, because I I, I don't know if people realize, but like they said, you barely see the other actors if you're not shooting in the same location. So to work on this show for two years with everybody and then be separated, just like her character was, you know, and not see them for a long time. That's
2: an excellent question for her. Yeah,
1: I hope I remember it. Um, All right, that's it for the news. We'll take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. With the charcoal eyes and Monroe hips, she wouldn't take that California trip. Well, the moon was gold in her hair like wind. Said, "Don't look back, just come on, Jim. Oh, you got to." Okay, we're back, and it's time for listener moans, groans, and grunts. So recently on Facebook, I asked where you guys listen to us. We got a bunch of awesome answers, and I was totally um, shocked to see the variation. There's one woman who is a um, flight attendant, and she listens to us over Siberia, she said. (laughs) Because she does international.
2: That was one of my favorite ones. The
1: mortician guy. Mm -hmm. So there were a bunch. I thought we'd read 10 a week.
2: I think that's an excellent idea.
1: Cool.
2: Okay. First one comes from Ashley. Ashley writes, assembling and testing circuit boards at my automotive factory job.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Natalie says, when I'm doing grocery shopping with my four-year-old, who also loves your show. (laughs) (laughs) Progressive parent.
2: Conrad writes, in the shower.
1: (laughs) Don't electrocute yourself. That's a
2: long shower. make, Make that shorter, Conrad, could you?
1: He's not, the water's not on. (laughs) Rochelle says on long runs and at work I try so hard not to bust out laughing while listening at work since I share an office but I can't help it sometimes I love that
2: Gracie Lou writes today I listened while getting a long overdue manicure but I typically listen while sitting on my bed folding laundry and matching socks (laughs) She, yeah she's got three
1: daughters so she does a lot of laundry Taylor says not as exciting at most but while working on content in a tech company's Marcom department (laughs) which is very close to my non-exciting job
2: (laughs) wow jeff writes uh in my work van where i should be paying attention to traffic and pedestrians
1: yeah don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) just listen to us put on your governor patch (laughs) i'm not even sure what that means but Kristen says working out and driving to work
2: shenandoah writes while making breakfast and washing dishes
1: Sean says, while cleaning in elementary school, before anyone gets there, it's kind of creepy. Wow, that would be creepy. (laughs) It is. I used to substitute teach, and it it was kind of creepy before the kids got there. Um, I I, I like hearing all of you guys in different situations, and I think we could totally start a fight club. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. Did it really? Yeah, like waiters listening to us and... You know garbage men and stuff
2: (laughs) so and so instead of um instead of uh fighting just send us your zombie sounds (laughs) (laughs) zombie sounds (laughs) club
1: (laughs) zombie club okay let's go to the email you go first
2: all right this one comes from nick nick writes hello jason in your last podcast you mentioned you were a technical writer i wanted to know if you had seen or heard of a great thriller horror movie called love object which is about a technical writer. I believe it is available instantly on Netflix.
1: No, I haven't, but I'm I'm totally intrigued, so p- I'm going to go watch it.
2: About a tech writer.
1: Because we were saying, uh, I made a joke about every time I watch a movie about tech writing, I get upset at how they never get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there is one.
2: Ah, funny. My dad's a tech writer, too. Or he was.
1: It's a very noble profession. Yeah. Uh, This is from Caseloads. He says, I used to buy on Amazon through another podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, but I'll use yours from now on. I know you're not about the dollars, but Walking Dead fans are the best. Don't be shy to ask for stuff. That's awesome. Thank you, man. And you guys have been, yeah, we're doing better on there than I thought uh, we would it's not like, you know, it's paying a salary or something, but it is enough to cover costs uh, Monthly costs related to the show. So I totally appreciate you guys doing that. Thank you And I made it easier You can just click the link in our menu bar or go to walking slash amazon and then shop and we'll get a small bit of that
2: That's so nice.
1: He also says no flashbacks, please You can't flashback most of the main characters Beth carl glenn maggie look too different than their pre-apocalypse bodies Herschel would have to shave and Rick would have to somehow get all the grease, <laughs> all that grease out of it. I think that's yeah, nearly impossible. Yeah, I do agree about, I mean, I, I was thinking about flashbacks and why I thought they would be good on this show. They were good on Lost because it was about redemption and right. about breaking free of patterns. And sometimes you'd see how patterns on their pre-island lives would echo on their island lives and after. And sometimes they would break free of that. So it was fun to watch whether they were redeemed or not. Right. Walking dead is not about that, but it is about how you act when you're in danger and in these high pressure situations. And so I think if they had flashbacks, uh, pre-apocalypse to see how they were before that and the contrast of how Mm -hmm. they were after it would be fascinating. And also just the contrast, I already said this before, but of the post-apocalyptic world of decay versus civilization running would be cool if they did small, not like Lost, where it was half an episode, right? just little ones. I
2: doubt that they're going to touch on any of that.
1: I don't think so either because, um, mostly Carl and bet like he's saying, Mm -hmm. Beth, you couldn't do it, but I listened to that, uh, Interview with Scott Gimple, and he loves flashbacks, so you never know. Yay!
2: <laughs> go Scott the Gimple. New uh, this one comes from Matt. Matt writes, Rick's halluc- hallucination of Shane in episode eight had a message, but what is the message behind Rick's hallucination of Lori? I do think that it has something to do with the phone call in episode six, but I could be wrong. Hmm,
1: uh, what was the message? I think it's uh, just
2: you think he's just feeling massively guilty, guilty because he couldn't yeah. protect her?
1: Yes, that's it. Exactly.
2: He's a leader exactly and he couldn't protect the mm-hmm. person that um, that he's been ignoring for quite some time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they brought that up right when it was about whether he should take Tyrese in and he didn't right. want to have to have more guilt about protecting people.
2: Exactly. But uh, And by the way, I think it's really funny that now he really wants to talk to Lori, but he sure had no problem ignoring her when she was alive.
1: Just saying. Jerk. from alan i do not know if this is true and i can really just email the walking dead recruiters like this the walking dead would benefit from targeting the teen girl audience (laughs) with a good looking teen male make the teen girl audience build a relationship with this character and feel sympathy they will learn to fall in love with this courageous, noble, empathetic, yet vulnerable character. Maybe a romance with another good-looking teen girl would be great. There has to be some other kind of romance other than Rick, Laurie, and Shane's old news and boring triangle. There's only old people on The Walking Dead, and old people are boring. I do not really think I'm super good looking, but if you want to recruit me because of my idea, then it would be awesome. I'm 20 years, 5 feet, 8 inches, 140 pounds, and I would be a great addition to your cast. Um, okay, Alan, yeah, come on down to Georgia. We'll yeah, take you. yeah, that's, a that's fine. Just
2: show up, Alan. Yeah. Just come to Sonoy. Good luck. <laughs> Old people are boring, huh?
1: And by the way. Uh, there are plenty of young people on the show. Yeah, he, he conveniently ignores Maggie and Beth, Beth and, and Carl, I guess Glenn and Glenn and Maggie are too mm, old. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Does he not understand that Glenn brings out the twelve-year-old girl in me?
1: Mr. Blog, did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> Stop fooling around with us.
2: This next one comes from Luke from the other coast. At uh, end of show parties An end of show party Sounds like a great way To cope with the end Of The Walking Dead I think it would be cool If it was in Georgia Since that's where Most of it was filmed Uh, You might have a Greater turnout in New York But it would be more expensive Than in Georgia
1: I'm glad. Yeah, we've gotten more emails from people who are interested in this. So I'm glad and keep letting us know where if you have a preference on whether it's in L.A., New York or Georgia, because we haven't we haven't come close to deciding that yet.
2: Where do we have most of our listeners? What state? do we know?
1: Uh, I think California, but New York is close. Mm. That's why I picked those. Yeah, because California, New York and Georgia is where it's filmed. So that would be cool. And it's in the middle, you know. Well, no, it's not. It's more in the east, but still, it would be cool to have it there. Uh, this is from Tommy. Greetings to you. Well, I would like to know whether you sell car seats. Let me know the model sizes and <laughs> prices. Also, I'd like to know whether you accept credit card payments. Hope to hear back from you soon.
2: Yes, we do we accept do. credit yeah. card Just payments.
1: PayPal, um, Jason at walkingdeadcast.com. Y- and it's a thousand dollars, and I'll send it send it right out.
2: Do you have Nico's old car seat? <laughs> yeah, I could sell. <laughs> totally could. good. Point. Yes, actually, yes, I we do he sell car means seats for
1: kids. I guess he does. Yeah, <laughs> thousand dollars. <laughs>
2: $1, $1. This one's from Drea. I'll sign
1: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Drea writes, "Can't wait for the live cast tonight. Love you guys. I'm already dreading the end of the season. My boss tried to call me in to work tonight, but I told them I had caught a terrible cold." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's just see how many interesting lies they will buy. I'm just hoping, uh, I'm hoping just enough to get me through the finale. Don't get bit. <laughs> Thanks, Drea.
1: That's great. I encourage all you guys to lie just, to your boss. Yeah, lie. Do whatever it takes yes. to get out of work right. and listen to us exactly. live. Exactly. She must be in the chat room.
2: Is she in the chat room?
1: She must be. Are you there?
2: Say hi, baby. Where, Where do you
1: work? Oh. What's your boss's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This is from Evan from Massachusetts. Here's my top five. Five, mind-blowing to see Tyrese's group welcome to Woodbury. This will give us a glimpse of what might have happened if Rick's group had found Woodbury before the prison. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, right. Four,
1: great to see Merle and Michonne open up to people and express some human emotions and rational thoughts. Yes. (laughs) Agreed. Complete a sentence. (laughs) Three, refreshing to see the prison stay fortified for an entire episode. It is a prison, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) That's funny.
4: That is funny.
1: Two, loved Beth's song. What a great moment of prison life. rick restored sanity and andrea's dilemma i'm not sure what she means by that but she likes the song (laughs) (laughs) number one best part seeing andrea use her not afraid to die attitude to her advantage of everyone she may be the least afraid of walkers and in that one trip proved why she would be a useful addition to the prison group again well
2: she you know was out there just her and michonne with their with their pets for like nine months or something a long time yep A whole winter This last one's from Or this next one's from Ryan Ryan says Seriously How far How far has Carol come When she tells Andrea To F his brains out And then kill him I always thought Carol Would become an easy character To kill off Since her storyline Could have been considered Done with the death Of her daughter Uh, That they are showing How Carol is starting To evolve in this new world Is a great idea Couldn't agree with you more Ryan Yeah
1: totally We gotta get her on I I gotta get her on
2: Yeah that'd be great Yeah
1: uh, this is from John. I really like Dallas Roberts, who plays Milton Mamet. Did you notice how scared and nervous he was when the governor uh, went to the governor to rat out Andrea? Yeah, he's like, is this? She's like, go ahead. He's like, go ahead and help her. And he's like, is this a test? <laughs> Are <you> testing me? <laughs> but, but he was all business when he helped Andrea curb stomp the walker. It struck me that he was more afraid of the governor than the dead. It's weird, but it's a credit to the job that the actor's doing. Agreed. Yep. And Mamet. Milton Mamet. We'll just keep on going
2: let's do it man okay uh this this next one comes from daniel he writes i know people will complain about it being too slow but it can't be all action otherwise the show will become a hollow shell Mm -hmm. there needs to be development of characters and plot
1: yep rhett says i think it was awesome how michonne kind of said to andrea you hurt my feelings when you chose comfort over friendship and you're totally delusional about what kind of man the governor is i think this hit home more than any other comment made by rick or the group it seemed to affect her, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Chose, you chose a warm bed over friendship. Yeah. Rand says, my response to Carol is, you can end this speech, was literally, what? My girlfriend laughed in response. I think it's great how her solution perfectly embodied the knowledge gained from her role as a battered wife and the person she's built herself into in the post-apocalypse slash post-ed era of her life.
1: Mm-hmm. Alex says, I really liked last night's episode. The staging of Andrea in the prison made her look like she didn't belong with them anymore. She stood amidst all of them with her hair done and relatively nice clean clothes and all that prison folk look and smell like garbage. (laughs) Contrast was one of the best parts of the episode for me. Me too.
2: Yeah. There's a a lot of ragged T-shirts being worn in the prison right now. (laughs) Uh, Cindy writes, I liked Merle in general, keeping calm, allowing himself to be locked up, helping the group, listening calmly to Herschel, trying to make amends with Michonne. It may have been uh, all been fake, but he knows he can't go out uh, alone and will do what he needs to. He may be a racist redneck bag of dicks, but he is not dumb.
1: Except he is dumb. Just (laughs) kidding. Uh, Matthew says, first, do you think that was Shane's gun that Rick gave to Andrea? That would be... Some good storytelling, I'd say. Oh, I remember huh. hearing that Rick held on to Shane's gun. It definitely wasn't his colt that he carries. Just a thought. I hope so.
2: I didn't know he carried a colt. Uh, this next one comes from uh, Idris, who writes, Duncan three. Uh,
1: Idris Duncan, sorry. Idris Duncan, oh.
2: <laughs> 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 three, out of, three out of five. AMC, please learn how to write women. Mm. Wow. Um,
1: Some people don't like it.
2: Yeah, I guess not.
1: Jennifer says Andrea's horrible, but I think she's finally starting to see through the lust fog she's in.
2: <laughs> I don't know; she, she had a long time in the lust fog uh, right before the end of the episode. <laughs> Jim writes, uh, uh, "Though light in action, I found this episode very satisfying. While I'm, I know I'm in the minority. I am off the Andrea hate train now. I feel her explanation of her actions was insightful, and I truly believe her inner conflict." Um, while I know men, uh, many joined me in screaming at the TV when she didn't knife the governor, I can understand why she didn't. Taking someone's life in cold blood like that is just not that simple. Is it,
4: Jim? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> have you ever tried? <laughs> it's
1: not that hard. Ran uh, Ray- uh, Ray- uh, wrote, Andrea, what have you told them, Michonne? Nothing. Brilliant. It's <laughs> true.
2: Yep. Yep. Jeff writes, I think that Merle's going to make uh, Carl mad because he took over his job opening the prison gates.
1: <laughs> Michael says, I absolutely love the final scene. Andrea is blindly in love, but deep down she trusts her friends. Now she needs to get her head and her heart on the same page.
2: Nicole writes, they're playing with my emotions by sending Tyrese to Woodbury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mark says, I thought the walker that had the quadruple chin was badly done.
2: Yeah, she was. Uh, she had quite the chin going. Uh, Chris writes curious why in episode 90 Karen was very quick to say "Ugh, no when you guys were talking about the prison being a setting uh, For longer than one season. I don't understand why The Walking Dead has uh, always has to be traveling I don't think that always moving or constant action helps the show Let me clarify here Chris. I'm um, I'm not against uh staying in one place uh just not uh for many seasons in a row I think it becomes a little bit stagnant um uh, so the thought of a whole other season at the prison would be like oh really because um, I want I don't need to see them in action all the time or or going around or traveling or anything like that I don't need that at all but I do think that um that a they can get kind of stymied and the writing can kind of slow down when they're in one place. So um, it's been nice going back and forth to Woodbury. And actually the prison has been as claustrophobic feeling as I thought it would feel. I actually Mm -hmm. kind of enjoy it.
1: I totally agree with that. Nylee says, Merle can read? What the
4: fuck?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Evan writes, uh, not only can Merle read, but apparently he attended Bible study, which adds a nice touch of raging clap-having meth toting racist ha merle is the man
1: i'm gonna skip this one uh liam says shite
2: (laughs) (laughs) jamie says the scene where uh carl asks rick to step down was incredible
1: amanda says best visual what andrea sees in the rearview mirror when leaving the prison the groups the group looks so small and broken that's season three summed up in one camera shot well done god
2: i didn't even notice that (laughs) i gotta go back and watch it nick writes i really enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the uh, caught between two worlds, uh, naked, amputated, murder, prison, ninja eleven, where they put Andrea. I think it's going to cause some major drama and tension between uh, the two groups. I mean, where does she really belong? I think Woodbury, but she can be a leader. Get back some of that old uh life she wanted back. Uh, people, to pat her ego and the need for attention slash affection can totally have her bad for her relationship and get to gloat about it and running water. If she really wants to stay in the rictatorship, she would, but she chose to go back to psycho McOne uh,
1: Yeah, I, I think the jury's still out on what she's up to, but this could be it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb says Michonne took four arms off and two jaws off without any help. Whatever help Milton was, I mean, and all while not being a stupid hussy. Ha ha ha. By the way, my wife does those workouts all the time and she's ripped. <laughs> <laughs> she's
2: chopping people's arms and jaws off. I think you should tell her to stop. Gene writes, three out of five brains seemed rather stupid that they were just sitting around waiting for the governor to attack.
1: Andrea says, uh, the Walking Dead just beat out American History X for best fucking curb stomp." <laughs> That's where I first saw that. Do you ever see that? No. With Ed Norton. Mm-mm. He was a neo Nazi. And there was a scene where they stuck a guy on a curve or his teeth were out on a curve. I, know, oh.
2: was, I prefer my Ed Norton more gentle than
1: that. <laughs> he's played some nasty characters.
2: Yeah, he he has. Um, but he's also played some very sweet
1: characters too. Like who?
2: The Illusionist. Did you ever see uh, that? No, I didn't oh, see he was it. great in that. And and uh pa- I like him. Painted Veil, too.
1: Okay, here's some calls. I edited these for time, and I didn't include all your calls um, because uh, we're kind of going long, but um, here's a few of them. This one is from Anna. Ooh, that's a good one. Thanks, Anna. This one <laughs> <Well> said, Anna. <laughs> is Ben from Michigan.
3: Hey, Jason and Karen. This is Ben from Michigan, back again to talk about the ever-increasing levels of of Andrea's stupidity. I, oh my god, Andrea. <laughs> For some reason, like, part of me is surprised, thoroughly surprised at what she did. The other part, not so much, given what we've seen of her already. I mean, Michonne tells her all she needs to know. We see the light bulb flick on. We see understanding. And she still does nothing. <laughs> I, I have long since stopped caring about Andrea, so I'm going to stop talking about her. Actually, no. That's not entirely true. I will give her one thing. That curb stop was by far the best thing I've seen in recent weeks. That was awesome. Everything else uh was good. I mean, I can't wait to hear you guys rant and rave. Uh, maybe more so Jason than you, Karen, about uh, Andrews. But hey, looking forward to hearing it. And until then, don't get bit.
2: (laughs) Thanks for the call, Ben. I
1: like that call because he was he brought emotion to it
2: did you did you rant <laughs>
1: um no I try to be an understanding kind of person but maybe I don't come off that way <laughs> Do you think I ranted?
2: no I think you're fine I, think I you were have fine.
1: complained about Andrea to be fair but I thought this episode did a better uh, job than they have recently of painting her as a more realistic relatable character yep. who made a question highly questionable decision
2: yes <laughs> yes <laughs> which
1: is fine so and I also wonder like the characters are all flawed they all have flaws except for Maggie so um I wonder that was kind of a joke but um I wonder (laughs) if uh, if uh people are more judgmental of Andrea because her flaw relates to sex and boyfriends and stuff yeah I don't know
2: I I think it's to me the thing that's uh galling is that has to do with loyalty and yeah I don't that's I, pretty calling yeah you know I feel like she's sort of being well she's really being disloyal but maybe not anymore we'll yeah, see yeah
1: but she has yeah at mm-hmm. this point and to Dale she was to Dale yeah, she
2: was not <clears> very sweet to him
1: How do we ask that in a sensitive way? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is from the Because Show. Uh, They mentioned us in uh, their podcast. I talked about them last time. Yay! Um, I uh, cut out a segment where they uh, play back part of our podcast because it would be weird if we keep playing it back and forth. But here we go. You'll hear where that is.
0: I have been listening to a new Walking Dead podcast that I found. It's not Mm. the one through Bald Move. It's another one called The Walking Dead cast. And for people who like the show The Walking Dead, this is a really good podcast because it's not just the usual recap, review, and analysis, which a lot of TV show podcasts are. Mm -hmm. This is more the two hosts... They do a lot of other things in the downtime when the sh- when the show is on hiatus they review movies, zombie movies. They like zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> talk mm-hmm. about books, they talk a little bit about their lives, not too much, but they also put like a fun like twist. Their show kind of reminds me of our show hmm. in that they put their own personal creative twist on things that you might think are boring Mm -hmm. but they make them interesting like manicures like Like, manicures no in their um (laughs) no that that was boring they um (laughs) pulled a a clip from three's company Mm mm-hmm and, he, and the host made an analogy of something in The Walking Dead to Three's Company. Oh. And I was like right there was with Was that them. Jason who did that? Yeah. Okay, Jason, we all kind of have a little crush on you. And um, I'm not going to play what? the whole clip, but
1: I wanted to play you guys a little bit. <laughs> it's these three women. I think they're uh, around our age. Uh-huh. They're super cool. Like, they're cool. That's the part I cut out. Hold on. Kind of feminine subjects, I'd say. But they do it in such a frank way. Very nice. And, you know, we're nothing
2: if not frank over here. <laughs> I would
0: say Amy. I'm extremely <laughs> you, frank. You take the the cake so for the frankness. pretty frank. I'm pretty fucking frank.
2: Carolyn, you're coming along. We're I'm, training you. We're yeah. training you. You're like it's a frank in training. Training. Fr- frank in training.
0: FIT. Frank in training. Yeah, I know. That's very sweet. Um, I feel like we've been showered with love. Yeah, and we would love to be interviewed by you guys. No, what we should do If is, you're ready for it. Yeah, we should go up there because yeah. they're near yeah. San Francisco. And That's so we awesome. go to San Francisco mm-hmm. for the weekend and then meet them- in Oakland or wherever That's they are That's like the are. best idea ever And then we record a show That yes. would be s- super fun And we can meet Jason And we can meet Jason We all think he's cute Yeah We can hear I, Jason I can hear your Your sweet soft stubble When <laughs> you
4: talk
2: You're young He's married. He's made, Well so are uh, you Yeah so, many, so yeah. It's all good It's all good Jason We just think you're cute That's it And I haven't seen a picture Of your co-host But I'm sure she is also cute
0: She sounds super cute She says she sounds pretty cute yeah. What? Yeah I totally do her <laughs>
2: I have a question for you guys That I've been
1: thinking
2: (laughs) You gotta buy me a beer first baby
1: (laughs) So they think I'm cute But they They want to have sex with you (laughs)
2: <laughs> so. Well, when you got it, you got it. And uh, and they want us to shower them with love, evidently.
1: No, we did. And you actually probably don't remember this, but you invited them to come on for an interview. And I do
2: you know, remember. It. And okay, that good, still good. stands. Yeah, I,
1: totally. Yeah, we're all
2: getting a big love shower.
1: <laughs> and talk about zombies. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and love.
1: Um, yeah. So, the, yeah, come on up anytime. Um, or, you know, we can do a remote one and just kind of get a feel for it and see if it's going to work out. But, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Big love showers baby
1: Yeah Come on Come on up
2: That's right Jason will, Jason will rub his stubble On your cheek
1: Of course I had to take out Some of the other calls That we got So I could play that one <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys um, That was an awesome call
2: It really was Thanks because show Yay because now show Now I'm a because show You know why they
1: called that? No Just because Just because Yeah uh-uh. Okay What is next? Comic talk. All right, let's uh, switch gears and go back to a segment that we haven't had in a while. Comic talk with Jaden. I've got Jaden here. Hey, how are you? Uh, Glad to be back. Yeah. And uh, the first episode after the hiatus, we kind of both agreed didn't have a lot of stuff from the comic, but last week's did and I got a little too busy. So we're going to cover both of those now. So just go ahead and name some of the things from either one of those episodes that you noticed was similar or different to the comic.
4: Sure, sure. Like you said, the, the first one was totally off the rails from the comic. Oh, I'm uh, sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Before you do this, I always have to remind people if you're not, if you haven't read the comic and you don't want to know any potential spoilers because they may show up in the show in one form or another, then you may want to skip this segment, but it's never guaranteed that anything from the comic is going to be the same as the show. So if you don't mind that, then it should be interesting. So go ahead.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, first episode we were totally off the rails cause Daryl and, uh, and his brother Merle are not in the comic whatsoever. So that episode was just bizarre. But uh, we started to get back into it with the second episode, especially with uh, Rick's trip into crazy town. Yeah. In the, uh, in the comic, they did it a little differently, though. In the comic, he just finally snapped and ended up attacking his best friend, who was Tyrese. And That's right. they got into a big fist fight. Rick fell off the second balcony at the uh, at the prison And knocked himself out. And uh, when Rick came to, I think it was either the next issue or the one after. I can't remember if they left him out for a full issue. But the group had decided Rick had gone a little too far. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be a Ricktatorship anymore. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a group cooperative. And in the comic, if I'm remembering correctly, it was Rick, Herschel, Dale, and Tyrese. So it
1: looked like they were kind of headed in that direction last week because... He'd been off um, hallucinating and everything. But now this week, he, it seems like he's just back to being the dictator again. And there's still rumblings, like Carl said, maybe you should not lead. But he pretty much ignored Carl on that so far anyway.
4: Yeah, I like how they used, uh, used Carl to bring in on that. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, of course, that didn't happen in the book. But I think it was a really nice addition because it made it way more personal that he needs to, needs to get his shit straight and start focusing again. Definitely. Let's see. Another one uh, I thought was interesting, which I heard you talk about on the last podcast, was Glenn and Maggie having that little fight. Mm -hmm. Because in the comic, they never have had any issues between them whatsoever, except for, and again, spoiler-rific right here, when Maggie tried to kill herself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and Maggie, um, I've liked... I've kind of dreaded, uh, seeing Lauren Cohan go down the route of that Maggie did in the prison where she just sort of wants to give up on life. And it does seem like she's at least last week or the week before she's starting to go down that road. So, um, I don't see them pushing it so far as to have her try to kill herself, but I guess you never know. What do you think? Do you think they'll do that?
4: I think it'd definitely be uh, an interesting take on it. I mean, in the comic, she hung herself shortly after leaving the prison. And it seems a little more believable to find her in a cell than to find her out in the woods. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
4: I always thought that was a little odd that Glenn just kind of got up and stumbled onto her like right before she died. Um, Glenn was never in charge at any point in the comic. Mm. And seeing it on the TV show, I really, really liked it because... It's neat seeing that Glenn wasn't up to the task, even though he's good at the management level, like organizing missions and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, tactics.
4: Yeah, and w- seeing him draw out the, uh, the prison like that reminded me of the first season when he was uh, trying to get the, the guns and moving yeah. around the tank in town. In Atlanta. Uh, Let's see. One of the other ones is Tyrese being gone.
1: Yeah, that's totally different. And a lot of the listeners are like when Tyrese went off to Woodbury, they just feel that's wrong (laughs) because it's so different.
4: Well, I mean, the the differences in the TV show are what make it so special and so much
1: fun to watch. And I think everyone appreciates that, too. But it just feels like, wait, (laughs) they're supposed
4: to be buddies. Yeah, like Tyrese and Rick or like Daryl and Rick on the TV Mm -hmm. show. They're they're best of friends. And
1: I do hope they get to that at some point because it was one of the things that I really liked about the comic.
4: Yeah, I've got a feeling they'll, they'll hook back up at some point.
1: Yeah, hope so.
4: Here's one that really got me. The governor knew where the prison was on the TV show. In the comic, it took him months and months to find it. Okay. Uh huh. Because the way he found it in the comic is he sent Martinez to the prison when uh, Rick, Glenn, and Michonne were breaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after he was there for a day or two, Rick caught him heading back over to Woodbury and killed him. So we we didn't have that whole thing of oh the governor's got to take the time to actually find this. He just was right there.
1: Yeah. Um. He knew about it already, but. Yeah. He said that Merle told him that it it was impossible to take it from the zombies.
4: Right. Right. And another thing they, with that attack is when they ran through the fences, that was done on the second trip to the prison in the comic mm-hmm. when he brought, when he came back with the tank. Right. And he ran the tank over the fences.
1: Yeah. So there's echoes, but they're in different order as usual. They change yeah, it up, so, but it's not completely different.
4: Yeah. And then, uh, We've got uh, Tyrese and the crew ending up in Woodbury peacefully this time when in the comic it was Tyrese and Michonne heading back over there to try and kill the governor uh, and Tyrese getting captured. Uh,
1: and is that when all the stuff with Michonne happened? The brutal.
4: No, no that was on that, the first that trip. was
1: already. OK, OK. This is when it's, she came back to get a revenge.
4: Right. And the governor got her sword, but not her. And that's we didn't know what happened to her. And she just showed back up on that second attack on the prison and took her sword back. Because uh-huh. we had the governor killing Tyrese, beheading him with the katana. Uh,
1: so is this the time when the when Michonne uh, tortured the governor?
4: Yes, I do believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, uh, that issue was like one of the most... I I, I just couldn't get over it for a long time. I still think Uh, it's probably the most brutal issue of the comic ever.
4: Yeah. I still like how when I got my wife her Michonne uh, action figure, it comes with the spoon (laughs) (laughs) and you got to know the comic to know what that spoon is for. Yeah.
1: If you think of torture, you can sort of get an idea.
4: (laughs) Uh, That's why he has the eye patch. (laughs) What else? What else? Um, well, the eye patch, I was just happy to see that. Yeah. 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 It just needs the handlebar mustache geek now. Out moment. Yeah. And then the, the last really cool thing I've got is right at the end of the episode where Carl's up at the fence, just kind of watching the zombies. Mm-hmm. We had that moment in the comic, but he was oh, there with yeah, Sophia yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that's where he and Sophia became boyfriend and girlfriend.
1: Yeah. I think that was on one of the covers too.
4: Yeah. And I think it was the splash page at the end of the issue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was so sad for me watching Carl just there by himself and not having (laughs) anyone he could relate to. Right.
1: I wonder if the, um, you know, camera guys or the director did that on purpose as a contrast for the comic fans.
4: Yeah, I've got a feeling that's why it was left in there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good.
4: So the last thing I've got here, I emailed you a couple of these theories I had.
1: This is a spoiler, by the way, for what may happen in next week's episode, independent almost of the comics. So, uh, yeah, one's all actually, over the Internet. But yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, this one's this one's very cool. So the actor that plays Morgan, we know he's going to be back this season. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the big spoiler on the Internet. Lenny James. Um, yeah, I love that guy. Mm -hmm. First saw him in snatch. That guy's a brilliant actor. He
1: was great in the pilot too of. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. That, that made the whole episode for me, Mm -hmm. that expansion of his storyline. Um,
1: so, so in the comic, he does come back much later, but they've already left the prison, right?
4: Yeah. In the comic, uh, when they've left the prison, Rick meets up with this other group of people when he's back at Herschel's farm, And they leave for D.C. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is Rick says, listen, I need to go back to my hometown and pick this person up. And he goes back for Morgan and Dwayne. But Dwayne's dead and Morgan's kind of lost his marbles a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's sort of like doing a governor, pulling a governor, keeping Dwayne chained up.
4: Yeah. And uh, the thing I thought was nice, which they ended up kind of using as an element on the TV show was, uh, Morgan couldn't kill Dwayne and and end up putting him out of his misery. Essentially, he just shot the chain and let, let Dwayne go. go free. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we got the whole he couldn't shoot his wife thing, which mm-hmm. I thought was just a beautiful way to to convey that. But and he just he loves mean, him so much.
1: Do you think we'll see zombie
4: Dwayne? I hope so, but I'm not <laughs> counting on it. Yeah, me too. So, so here's my theory. Okay, we keep seeing that the governor has Rick's gun bag because Andrea was carrying it and it keeps showing up on camera over and over again Mm -hmm. this season. And the whole reason Rick went back to get that gun bag was for the walkie-talkies in it so he could stay in touch with Morgan. And then, I believe it was the last episode, we see the governor charging Mm walkie-talkies. And are these the ones that were in Rick's bag? Mm So my whole theory is the governor is going to hear from Morgan Mm -hmm. and he's going to bring him into Woodbury and Morgan's going to talk about Rick and all this stuff. And then when the governor goes back to the prison for the second ambush in the comic, he brings Tyrese all tied up and decapitates Tyrese because, uh, Rick won't come out. And I have a feeling it's going to be Morgan suffering that fate on the Mm. TV show (laughs)
1: <laughs> a quick cameo and and out
4: <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah it's kind of sad we won't get a lot of him but it fits the storyline yeah, so yeah. well
1: it's good i like that yeah i think that's um the whole walkie talkie thing i didn't notice he was charging up walkie talkies but it's pretty clever
4: yeah I, it was in one of the scenes with milton mm-hmm.
1: all and right that's a lot that's good
4: Yeah, so we had a lot to catch up on. All
1: right, we'll see next week if uh, there's more stuff to extract. And if there is, then we'll do another segment.
4: Sounds like a plan. I'll be waiting for you.
1: Thanks, Jaden. Okay, let's move on to next week on The Walking Dead.
2: Next week on The Walking Dead, the episode is titled Clear. And the, the official description is, Realizing they are heavily outgunned against the governor's forces, Rick leads an expedition to get more
1: weapons.
2: Uh, did you see the? I guess you didn't see the little um, next week on spoiler the spoiler alert, Day.
1: guys. If you don't like hearing about the teasers
2: and this one isn't very spoilery so um don't worry there's not really that much that's being given away here because he did rick did say while beth was singing her little song he said i think i'm gonna take michonne and carl on a little shopping trip so all you see in this um little video clip is carl rick and michonne in the car so uh rick uh sorry rick is in the is riding shotgun (laughs) michonne is driving and carl's in the back and nobody's talking. They're just sort of driving along. They're driving along the straight road and you see them in the car. And then you see a hiker on the side of the road and he's saying, hey, help, help. Come on, stop, help. And they just keep driving. And that's. Seriously? Cl- and that's the clip. Really? Yep.
1: Oh, my God.
2: It's really sad. Car- and Carl kind of looks and yeah. and Carl is like, kind of looks a little bit wow. concerned. And and Rick just steers straight ahead. And so does Michonne. And they just keep driving.
1: Wow. Um, Rick is such a dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> They've got places to go. They've got stuff to do. Things. They don't
1: want to take anybody else into the group no matter what. I mean, is that smart?
2: No, thank but uh, and I, I know, know. A backpacker guy had had uh, like little camping um, is maybe equipment that's smart.
1: Um, but if so anybody could survive this long you'd think they might be useful by themselves the Yeah, and
2: he was begging like his life depended mm. on it. On the other hand we were uh, I was told not to pick up hitchhikers <laughs> This show is written by um, there were some
1: zombie hitchhikers, too <laughs>
2: oh.
1: uh, You don't brains. have a thumb. sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> The show is written by Scott M. Gimple is That ring any bells And it's directed by somebody who um, I hadn't heard of before, Trisha Brock. And I don't believe she's been involved with The Walking Dead before. Um, I didn't see any Walking Dead credits in her IMDb list, but I did see quite a bit of directing for United States of Terror, 30 Rock, and Saving Grace, among other shows. So it should be interesting.
1: It sounds, it does sound, even though that was not much happening it's intriguing to me, the, the, the your description of that clip. I want to know what the hell is going on. I know, right? Uh, okay. Ready to close it out? I am. Okay, that's our show, episode 94. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Thanks, everybody. It
1: was fun. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our friend, our new friend, Ann Driscoll, who Karen and I met last week. She's a listener. Uh, she... Ha- It has a bookstore in Oakhurst, California. It's called Branches Books. So, if you're in that area,
2: it's near Yosemite. So, if you're in the Yosemite area, you want to stop by an independent bookstore. Uh, Go say hi to Anne and uh, tell her the Walking Dead cast says hey. Hey, Anne, and thanks for the frosty cold one.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. It It was. was. meet you. And uh, she has a lot about her on her website about it's good to support independent businesses because it's good for the local community. So
2: (laughs) we really liked Anne.
1: If you're a Windows 8 user, check out the Walking Dead Almanac, Almanac app for Windows 8. PCs and tablets. It has character profiles, videos, news, and our podcast, and a couple other Walking Dead podcasts. You can find it online at the Windows Store, and it's cool, and we're featured on there right now, which is why I'm making a point of telling you about it, because it was cool of him to do that for us. It is nice. Plus, it looks very cool.
2: I gotta go check it out.
1: Uh, you don't use Windows 8.
2: No, I have a <laughs> Dell, actually.
1: Oh, but you need Windows 8.
2: I do need one
1: this say. So uh, we're, uh, we're going to have to push the zombie sound contest back one more week. But I promise that's it. Because today when I was getting ready to prep for it, they uh, said we were going to get to interview Lori Holden today. So I started prepping questions. And then they called and changed it to tomorrow. I actually could have gotten the zombie sound contest ready for today. But stuff like that happens. So um, I'll do it in the next couple of days and then have it ready for next week.
2: Right and then posters will be sent out.
1: Yes because we have them sitting right here or over (laughs) at Karen's house. Uh, Speaking of Contests. Matt from Live Scribe, who some of you longtime listeners might remember, he sent us the latest version of his uh, of their smart pen, which is Wi-Fi enabled and it sends things up into the cloud, so you don't have to connect it to your computer with the USB cable. It's really cool, and we're gonna do another contest w- with that. I haven't decided what yet. It may be something tied to our appearance in San Diego, where you have to show up there to get it. Maybe not, but uh, stay tuned for more information on that. Meantime, if you'd like to leave us a message, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323.
2: You can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com.
1: You can check out our website at walkingdeadcast.com. And don't forget to click through our Amazon link or just go to walkingdeadcast.com slash Amazon whenever you shop at amazon.com.
2: We're also on Twitter at Jason and Karen, on Tumblr at walkingdeadcast.com tumblr.com and on facebook at facebook.com slash deadcast
1: we just signed up for pinterest we got an account on there people are starting to follow us which uh, is kind of exciting they're starting to follow us already and now i just need someone to please write in and tell us what pinterest is (laughs) (laughs) do you know what it is
2: i have you know what i do know what it is i don't
1: quite get it I mean, I'm not sure either. you put pictures of things that you like, but it seems to have a commerce element where you can buy maybe. Does it? And do you have to go on there to see what other people like? Or you follow people and...
2: It's cool stuff. I think it's like yeah. cool stuff that you see around but the internet. But sometimes
1: it looks like concepts, and other times it looks like products. Uh, <sighs> we're such losers. <laughs> Uh, but I but it looks cool. So I bet the Because Show knows. Does it take a lot of time? That's what I want to know. I know. I bet the Because Show <laughs> knows. Um, and then sometime in the following next few days, you should get a Lori Holden interview. So look forward to that. And then we'll see you again next week for now. All right. That's our show.
2: Thanks for listening. Don't, don't get, get bit, bit. Geraldine, Geraldine Dever.
1: Dever, <laughs> Deaver. <Dever.
2: laughs> Deaver. However you say it, <laughs> just don't do it.
0: hate zombies
2: you hate them like on principle or
0: you hate things about zombies in principle like I don't want to be near zombies no, at all either. and I don't want to I don't want to watch zombie things like like not, what night of the living dead or um, night of the comet show?
2: remember night of the comet that was a good movie what was the everybody's ignoring me <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> what was? what's that big show that's on the zombie eaters the zombie land
2: zombie world what the hell is it called on TV oh, walking wait. dead walking dead thank you somewhere jason's rolling over in his grave but he has united the comet can you back me up here jason thank you